And welcome in to Personally Foul. I'm Brooks Carter. I'm Justin Innes. So it is time to get back into it this week, Justin. And I, uh, I'm i actually really enjoying... Uh, usually, I, I, when we were started doing this on Sunday mornings, I would try to cram all my prep in before yeah. I came over. And mm-hmm. now I've started uh, conveniently using... I have about an hour and a half left, uh, or like an hour and a half of free time at the end of my shift, uh, editing shifts on Saturday and Sunday nights. Yeah. Um, that's what I do. I edit the weekend shows for CBS 58 here in Milwaukee on the weekends, uh, and then I, I shoot like as a photojournalist three days a week aside from that. But no, um, the uh, I'm done editing all the shows by like 9, 9.30, so well, how hard could it be? You know, there was a fucking but, but crash, I'm, but a I'm, squirrel but, on water skis. This fucking lady. Well, I mean, the show, ha- the entire show, has to be done before it starts. Right. So if I'm editing the ten o'clock show, I need to be done with it by nine thirty, nine forty-five. Right. Um. And in the event, and I, but I stick around. My shift doesn't end until ten thirty, so I stick around in the event that something needs to be added, or if there's breaking news, I have to cut anything. Usually doesn't happen though. Okay. But my point to that is. Uh, the last two weeks since we've uh, you know resumed our recording of the show, I have put together the entire show in the last like uh, hour, and then maybe refined some stuff on it the next morning. Right. So uh, it feels good. It feels good. I get my well, I have my song choices ready for the bumpers, and I, like yeah. I'm, I'm ready to go pretty yeah, early so on. I like it. Hoping hoping to to bring some really good quality stuff because you guys not, might not be able to tell, but I've been doing this long enough especially when i used to have a daily sports talk show right when i wasn't prepared i could tell and oh, yeah. i felt like the show sounded like shit dude you go back through some of my that guy's podcast episodes where i was just like all right i'm doing one and then it just and you had nothing dude, prepared 30 minutes in i'm like oh shit oh, you're either no. out of material or you don't know what you were talking about 100 percent. i i i'll See, go but, on rabbit trails because it's just me talking well, so. the, the thing about that, too, is a podcast, you can cut off whenever you want. Mm-hmm. When you have to fill a time slot, like, there's been times where I've been struggling to get the show to the to the top of the hour. You're like, oh, man. It's like, oh, God, I still got four minutes left. How the... Oh, I got, I got 3.30 until we get to that Cook's Pest Control bit. Oh, <laughs> shit, man. Oh, come on, dude. That's that's when you you can tell. If you've ever listened to, like, talk radio shows, there's fillers like that people oh, yeah. use it's like give out the phone number give out the social media handles ask yeah. people to call the show 577 foul <laughs> uh call in and let us know what you think about the brand new uh playoff system we'll be uh, taking calls in the next five minutes till the top of the hour which, that is actually something i could set up anchor fm which is our podcast hosting platform yeah um they have a uh a cool little feature that i've never even I've I know that they have it, but I've never even discussed it with you. We could actually set up a voicemail where people could call and leave voicemails for the show. That would be pretty funny, wouldn't it? It would be. I f- I feel like people are finding this show. I saw a review we got on iTunes recently. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Did you not see it? No. Some guy just commented like, "I stumbled across the show. It's pretty good." Oh, <laughs> I was nice. like, "Sick." <laughs> Fucking thanks, bro. I don't even... I need to go check to make sure I see the reviews. Yeah, I just... I saw it pop up, and I was like, all right. All right, we're, we're moving on. He's there just we like, go. I've somehow found this. It's good. 
That's all I'm looking for, bro. Yeah. I don't need to be like, this is the best show ever. It's like, no, it's not. Don't lie to yeah, fucking just, people just, that way. Just objectively tell us that you like, like some of it. You don't have to like all of it. I think it was just like, pretty good. Okay. Like, sports show. Speaking of, um, you can find the show uh, pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. I assume that review was on iTunes. Yes, that's okay, where I... Because so, I, I know... I, I listen podcasts. to podcasts on Spotify because... Um, I pay for the service, yeah. Why so I, I might as it? well use it. So, I, do they? Does Spotify allow for reviews and stuff? I don't think so. That's why I was saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only couple of places you can probably review us. I think Google Podcasts you can review. Obviously, iTunes. That's the that's the one that really drives the meter. So, I think Stitcher yeah, also has Stitcher, a rating system. Stitcher as well. But so anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find us. You can find us on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Brooks A. Carter. I'm just on Instagram at J. Ennis Music. And you can check out some of our, our other content. Um, my uh, kind of little side stuff I do aside from this is at SEC Football Vids on any social media platform. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And you can check out Justin's show as well. Uh, that guy's podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher. I think Anywhere it's on you listen to podcasts. iHeartRadio. Weirdly, yep. it's on there. And then exclusively on SoundCloud, I do a radio show uh, called In Black Radio. It's just heavy metal radio for an hour. No ads. No bullshit. Nice. That's that sounds like that sounds like a serious XM ad. No ads, no bullshit. Yeah, here's the thing though. Just music. Serious fucking has ads now and mediocre ass DJs. It's infuri- I've talked about it on my show a lot, but they have mediocre-ass DJs. I've oh, noticed that before. It's, they're not live. Did you know that? Of it's, course they're not live. It's pre-taped, all of it. Yeah. But no, I'm talking like they're not even listening to the music. They record their bumpers, pick a playlist, and send it to the showrunner. Oh, that's terrible. It's fucking awful. That's, that's why on bad, my show, I'm listening to the music. That's bad radio. Dude, it's... You're listening. Doobie Brothers over here? You know, yeah. <laughs> 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 it's infuri- we were driving uh, from... Like, we rented a car a while back to drive down to Alabama, and we got... I listened to a SiriusXM channel, and... They played the same song within like twelve hours. I'm like, dude, oh, they're ripping people that's off. That's insane. That's that's yeah. You don't find that. You shouldn't be finding that on. on dude, I think on I want to pay for service. Hell no. It it's fucking awful. All right, it's we uh we do want to move along because we've got. Uh, I I want to save some time for what I've got lined up here at the end of the day. So let's go ahead or end of the show. Um, let's go ahead and get into it here. Uh, Justin. I want to just quickly talk about, uh, which we'll play an audio clip just to kind of set the scene here, though. Um, we live here in Milwaukee, Ooh. and we've talked about that on the show. And uh, I am kind of, uh, and maybe you, no, you, you were here for a full, almost a full year before the pandemic started. Yeah, yeah. I moved here in like June 1st, 2019. Which, which summertime Milwaukee is peak Milwaukee. Summertime 2019, Summerfest, uh, well, just in county general, fairs, summertime, state fairs. Summertime, uh, like Midwest, any Midwest city. Yeah. Because like, Chicago's great in the summertime. Yeah, it, it, um, it's, it's fucking unreal. Because like, it's the, not no, as brutal as the South summers, but people just go buck wild because the winters are so brutal. Yeah, and so summertime Milwaukee is peak Milwaukee. And uh, you've got the Bucks who are in the Eastern Conference Finals right now. On paper, this is their best chance to get to an NBA Finals. They're playing the five-seed Atlanta Hawks, which secretly cheering for the Hawks, but I'm not going to be upset if the Bucks make it because it's great for the city. It's going to be cool. We to live here. I happens. get to cover it, so that's fun. I'm not a Packers fan, but if the Packers win a Super Bowl while we're living here, I'm all about it. Yeah. Because it's going to be fun. Sure, sure. And you got a reason to cheer for them. It's your home. Like, like it's the state you're living in at the time. That's true. So, I mean, like, I, I didn't follow hockey, but I cheered for the Preds because I lived in yeah. Nashville. It was fun as hell to watch the Stanley Cup exactly. finals. Exactly. So, um, 
I was uh, I was down in the Deer District uh, for Game Two. Covering Is that what they it. call it? Yeah, the Deer District. That fucking rules. Yeah, so like the area outside of Pfizer Forum, which is uh, where um, the Bucks play. The this I would still say it's not brand new, but it's three years old. It's mm-hmm. it's it's a state of the art facility. I've been in there two times. Um, it is unbelievable. Uh, my wife and I were fortunate enough to catch um, a game literally February 28th. It was like two weeks before the pandemic hit. Yeah, before um, they locked everything down. I, yeah, for, I it, forgot. I remember y'all going we there. Got, we got free tickets from uh, my, my previous employer, Good Karma Brands, and it was it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, and the Deer District, um, if you'll go back to um, the last full NBA season before the pandemic – the Bucks also made the Eastern Conference Finals that right. year, lost in six games to the Toronto Raptors. But that's when the Deer District first kind of like lit up, and like that was the first mm-hmm. full year of of the, the arena being open. Right. And man, I tell you what, the the city just came alive, has come alive. I think it's part of it's this post pandemic. We want to get out and we want to do stuff. Oh yeah. But they've got a, a rallying point um, here and. and I'll let you go ahead and play the video. So to, the, there's four teams left in the NBA Finals, and there's this kind of fun narrative. Bucks, Hawks, Clippers. And Suns. Suns, right. So three of those four markets are not traditional, traditional like um, what you would call big markets. I get that. Like For basketball or for sports, in, period? In, in spo- from a sports standpoint. Milwaukee? Th- I mean, Milwaukee is... No, no. Milwaukee's considered very small market. Uh, really? Yes. That's um, wild to me because they have, I mean, three professional sports It doesn't teams. matter. Well, Green Bay doesn't. Green Bay's not in Milwaukee. I understand that, but it's like, it's Wisconsin. Everything uh, feels small townish. No, it's it's based off, like, so your big market, your big markets in, in, mm. in sports in the United States are New York, Chicago, L.A., Miami, Dallas, Boston, and probably throw Philly in there, too. Okay. So, um, kind of... Marquee markets, destination locations. Like people don't think of Milwaukee as a destination location. Dallas, oh, yeah, yeah, Dallas yeah, yeah. gets grouped in because of the Cowboys and just that market in Texas because of how big, like Dallas, Fort Worth, Arlington. Like it's 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 the it's, it's a huge area. It's grown. It's the fourth largest market in the country now. Oh from, wow! From a okay. TV standpoint and population right. wise, so it's a huge market. Mm-hmm. It's almost surpassed Philly. Um, oh, okay. Philly had been number four for years. The top three are New York, LA, Chicago. Yeah, um, that's not surprising. Atlanta is a top ten media market, but from a sports standpoint, it is a transient town. You mm-hmm. get like if you ever watch a Falcons or a Hawks game, if they're playing, like if the Falcons are playing um, the Steelers or the Packers or anybody that's got a decent fan base, the Cowboys, over half the fans there wind up being the road team. It's like watching a college game out it's, west. It's it's yeah. it's what they call a transient fan base it's a transient town most of the people that live in atlanta like half the people that live in atlanta aren't from georgia no no no, no. Well, it's like nashville now they, they've relocated there for business so yeah. you get a ton of people from the northeast the west wherever so atlanta is for from that standpoint if half the people that live there aren't actually supporting the local team there it's kind of a it, it presents as way uh, winds up being a way smaller market from okay. that standpoint all right i get what you're saying though. um so is that but kind of what that's they were. that's what they're talking about here because the Laker uh, and the Clippers are the, like the B L A team. They're not even the big. They're not even right. the, like L A is a big market, but this is the Clippers. It's not the Lakers. Yeah. So the Lakers have been beaten out. Um, the Hawks just beat out Philadelphia. Uh, the 
and and the Hawks beat out the New York Knicks in the first round. The Bucks beat out Brooklyn, so that's another New York team, and they've got yeah. and they've got three really big time players. They got three former, uh, two former MVPs on their team with Kevin Durant and, and uh, James Harden. Mm-hmm. So now you're talking about just like Phoenix, Milwaukee, like like on paper, none of this sounds like. Like it sounds like it could be bad for ratings. Okay, and so people th- have been talking about that. All right, so this is the clip here from First Take uh, from a couple of days ago. I remember my girlfriend played this for me, where they're talking about it was, was from. It? If I'm not mistaken, it was from last Thursday. Okay. So well, Stephen A., I'm worried about these des- these destinations that you po- you possibly have to go to for the NBA Finals. I mean, no. <laughs> you really want to no. be in Mil- Milwaukee? Is that where you want to be? Last Milwaukee? year it was Miami. Hell He's had between Phoenix and Milwaukee. You know what? A lot of segments go. Dude, imagine watching this show. What a nightmare! Well, all four of them are talking. I Uh, and you hear Molly. Ah, Stephen A. Stephen A. Just that laugh. That fucking sports girl laugh. Ugh, I fucking hate it. Like the chick from uh, softball catcher laugh. Like the chick from Ridiculousness. Ugh, I Chanel West ha- Coast. I fucking hate that chick. She <laughs> stinks. Stephen A., right? you know what I just thought about, which is actually kind of funny? The only two times, the one time I didn't go to the Super Bowl, it was Minnesota. Well, and this know, is the listening. first year. I'm not sure what our plans are for first take, but I don't think we're going, Max and I, we'll see. And it's going to be terrible cities. I mean, good karma for me on that. Terrible cities. Hold on. Hold it, Molly. Hold it, Molly. Hold it, Molly. This is it. I like that Max tried to save face a little bit. But after this, Stephen A., we don't have to play the whole clip. Stephen A. proceeds to go on and say... um, He's rooting for Atlanta? So the two teams that are favored in these series are the Suns, who are now up 3-1 versus the Clippers, and the Bucks. Who are up now... No, it's tied 1-1. Game three is tonight as we record on Sunday. Because I watched game two the other night. As the series series shifts back to Atlanta. But... um, so the two teams that are favored, and that's what he go on, goes on to say. He's at, he said he's rooting for the two teams that aren't favored, so he gets to wind up in L.A. and in Atlanta because right. he doesn't want to go to Milwaukee and Phoenix. Right. I don't understand why. I don't know. They did kind of shit on Phoenix, but they way more shit on Milwaukee. Phoenix is not. You've been to Phoenix? No, I, look, I don't understand what any hate would be for Phoenix. It's very nice. Everybody's. It's like it's. Well, it's a well-built city. It's huge, but every it's, it's all desert. spread out. It's all spread out, so yeah. it doesn't seem packed. Everything's well-built. I feel like everything. It's like a cool, they had a ton of room for. Well, it. it's a very specific type of architecture. It looks. It doesn't look like another city. It looks like oh, this is in the desert. This is a city in the desert. Oh yeah, gotcha. It looks really cool, but it's it's a fun city. There's like really nice restaurants for like healthy shit around. You're not like I don't have to go to a fucking Applebee's. Yeah, you know, I I can go like oh, well, and see, a salad that's, place or something. That's nice. what I think a lot. Milwaukee fans have gotten very offended by this. Yeah, they should rightfully so. They probably should. And I I honestly I think Stephen A will not come up here. Um, I I don't I think he'll chicken out. Oh, oh. Um, if the Bucks make the finals. Oh no, you're telling me that we're not gonna have to share a state with that loudmouth fuckface so, who doesn't know shit about fuck. So we were covering it, me and my reporter were, from like kind of the fan perspective on yeah. Friday night of Game 2. And so we were kind of down in the Deer District amongst the fans. I saw your, your picture you sent all of us. Yeah. Well, well, that was from upstairs. This was a sign that a lady made um, that said, Stephen Smith, you got Milwaukee bucked up. And she said she didn't want to use the F word. <laughs> that is very uh, sweet. Stephen A. Smith. Look, it's 
A, like an ass. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. Stephen A, like ass. That's so they holy. put his head in the, literally in the butthole of a donkey, a cartoon donkey, and it says Stephen A. Smith. So Stephen Ass Smith. Aren't aren't fans and the then best? She also so it's got a cutout of Stephen A.'s head, and then she also put Damian Woody and Molly on there too. Dude. This lady is so creative. Did you, did you get to talk to the person? That oh made no, this? we interviewed her. Oh, she was in man. our yeah. She was in our story. That um, what what was her what's her name? I don't remember. Um, I would have to go back and watch the story again. I mean, we had seven sound bites yeah. from seven different people. This lady fucking rules. But I just wanted to say that they um, I know I, I remember what she said, and she said you you know you you got us all wrong. Like yeah. you don't know us, and we don't like that. That's what she said. Yeah, and. She's right. There was over 20,000 people outside the arena. Oh, yeah. So it seats about 20,000 inside. There was 20,000 outside. They've got three huge, huge screens, like yeah. the size of like jumbotrons up outside the arena. Um, I, we were fortunate enough to be at, there, there's a place that the Bucks own called the Mecca, mm-hmm. the sports bar and grill. Well, there's a place that is also owned by the same, uh, like the Bucks actually own the, the Mecca. Oh, okay. Um, and then they own the, the place that's next door to it that's in between um, the Mecca and uh, Good City Brewing that's right there. Is on the that corner. that place with the giant screen in the on the inside? That's the as Mecca. You walk, that's the Mecca? Oh, yeah, that place and, fucking rules. And so, like, you, it's attached to the same building, yeah. but there's an event. An event venue. Okay, like, uh, it's called Gather. So like there was, li- they were literally setting up for a wedding there the next day. But mm. that's where the that's where they've got a huge porch right there um, that is like blocked off. But it's the same porch that for the mecca. It's just oh, shielded okay. off. Oh, gotcha, um, gotcha. Yeah, that place. So that, is, that's that place where is the, great. They've allowed the media to set up, and we've been doing live broadcast for our shows each night of the uh, each game night in the Eastern Conference Finals from down there, and. Um, I was able to just kind of sit up there and, and watch these fans just go nuts all night. Milwaukee fan, like Wisconsin sports fans, are pretty fucking great because uh, yeah. it's a pretty it's a blue collar state with three professional teams. Well, and here's the thing that I really enjoyed about it, and there was a couple of guys that I interviewed. You know, nothing brings together people like like sports, right? And I know it's kind of cliche. But sports like, and music are probably the two things that bring but, most but people together. Specifically, sports, and here's why I say that: not to not to get like too kind of too deep into societal issues, but like Milwaukee is known as one of the most segregated and racist cities in the country. Yeah, well, I don't know about racist. I know no, it's segregated. It's a lot of people think that think of it as racist because it's segregated. Right. Right. Um, and. We uh we inter- we interviewed a few people a few people down there and I just kind of noticed it myself. All race, color, creed out the window. They were all down there supporting the same common goal. They wanted to cheer the Bucks on for a win, and Dude, it was really fantastic to see that. Let me tell you, when I first moved up here, I was told that as like everybody's everybody loves the Packers, and I was like, yeah, I assume that people like the Packers in yeah. Wisconsin. Yeah, no shit. I didn't realize how fucking nuts it was. There are people where I work that. When the Packers are getting ready, if they play on a Thursday, everybody wears their Packers gear. Yeah. Play on a Sunday, they wear it all on Monday. Whatever it is, Monday they wear it on Monday. I'm. There are people that are not originally from the United States that deck themselves out in Packers gear for the. Pa- there are people. English is not their first language. They fucking love. They've the been. Green Bay they've Packers. been engrossed into the culture. It's 
huge here. You don't realize how much it brings everybody. I mean, like there, I know there are people in my office that are from Wisconsin, from fucking Costa Rica, from Honduras, from Vietnam, from yeah. Laos. Yeah, they all love the Packers. Yeah, I've worked with like every a, single one of them. I've worked with a. There's a Puerto Rican dude I work with at my part time job who who he literally wears a Packers hat to work every day. They lo- it, it's huge here, and it yeah. brings people together unlike any other sport I've ever seen, like un- unlike anything I've seen. Yeah, and the same thing with the Bucks here. Uh, Milwaukee, as a city, I know the Packers have won a Super Bowl, but as, as a city, Milwaukee has not had um, any uh, – has not had a, a sports championship since the Bucks won one in 1971. Wow, really? And that's the only uh, – and uh, well – the the only other one aside from that, that's the only championship of teams that currently exist here in Milwaukee. The Milwaukee mm. Braves won one back in the nineteen fifties. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which obviously the Braves aren't here. The Brewers have made it to a World Series one time, and that's it. Man, the Bucks made it to two finals, and they've won one of them, and that was when uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played here. Oh wow, that was a long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> back in the yeah, so like at the beginning of his career, so. Yeah, I just, it's, it's I, been a while. I found this this clip just odd, and I understand these shows suck nuts, and they have to fill time because none of them are actually talented or good at their jobs. But they fucking suck, dude. They stink. These well, fucking just have shows a, have man. a filter sometimes. Like it's like just, you're on national TV. Like you have a national audience. I, I like just, and, and to, here's and here's the big thing here. Yeah, here's the part that that is just so just just total blinders here. And this is what I don't like about national sports talk radio. A lot of times, especially Stephen A. Cause I, my show wound up taking an out when Stephen A. Still had a, a show. When I, when I got my show in Chattanooga, people were happy because mine took a, took one less hour from Stephen A. That they had to listen to. Yeah. Um, they have such blinders on, especially on this show. All they care about are these big market teams. They mm-hmm. don't think that the world of sports or maybe even the world in general exists Outside of New York, L.A., Chicago, Miami, like they Dallas, like that's all they ever talk about on this show. Yeah. So in their minds, that's all that matters. Yeah. Well, you remember the comments that we talked about Kellerman's video, uh, Kellerman's hey, clip about talking, week. About, talking about SEC football or, oh, or yeah, SEC yeah. fans. Yeah. And it was just like he doesn't. Everything he knows about the South is from a fucking movie. Like every everything he knows or about the South, or, or, or a, a perception that he has, yeah, you know, he's like decided okay. upon because of what he's seen on Twitter or some yeah, shit South. Like that. Like, okay, everyone loves uh, college football and they're retarded. Great, yeah, 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 I know everything I need to know. They all love Trump and they're stupid and they fuck their sister. It's it's just like a hacky he, uh, thing. I think he said they're all easily manipulated. Easily manipulated. It's like, dude, shut up, shut the fuck up. He stinks anyway. All right. He so, thought Conor McGregor wouldn't land a punch on Floyd Mayweather, and he won two rounds. Suck my nuts, Kellerman. And he's a boxing elitist for sure. Yeah. So uh, next thing we want to get into here is something that has really kind of taken um, the College World Series, for like men's College World Series, is not something that usually gets uh, – it's it's a very niche crowd. Like there's the, – like, mm-hmm. it's exciting if you like college baseball. Right. Um, college baseball has grown uh, it, it, in popularity. I think uh, the access to it is a part of that. You know, you mm. have the SEC network now, where you're able to watch the majority of your your favorite team's college baseball season. Whereas, you know, prior to 2014, you didn't really see that unless they played on like ESPNU or had some local cable access TV channel, right? Yeah, uh, that they struck a deal with. Like it might it might show up on like 
well, I, I don't know, like some random fucking channel. Uh, yeah, but or ESPN two at the most. That'd be about ESPN U was around. You might see something like that. But mm-hmm. generally speaking, it's the same thing with the women's college world series because of the growth of of. Um, Network, streaming platforms, everything. All this stuff, you've been able to see it. So the popularity has grown, but uh, the College World Series is, is, was down to its final four teams. Um, And NC State, which has gone on this fantastic run, they were actually in the same regional that Alabama was in. Mm -hmm. They were the two seed in the Ruston, Louisiana regional. So Louisiana Tech actually wound up hosting the regional. Uh, NC State came in on this huge winning streak. Uh, I think they had won their AC, won the ACC tournament, and they got in and they win the regional. They win their super regional. They upset uh, Arkansas, who was the top ranked number one overall seed. I remember seeing Arkansas just on a tear. Yeah, Arkansas was a lot of people thought was going to be the national champion this year was the best bet. They get uh, so they actually don't even make it to Omaha for the final eight for the College World Series. Mm-hmm. Um, NC State upsets them in the super regional. Uh, and which is for all intents and purposes like the quarterfinals. Um, yeah. And NC State's still on a tear. They get all the way into the final four and they come into uh, like they're in the winner's bracket. They mm-hmm. haven't lost in a while yet. At, up to this point that I'm about to tell you about. Vanderbilt is in the loser's bracket. So they and so NC State and Vandy are matching up in the in the semifinal matchup. All NC State has to do is beat Vandy one time, and they're in the call, and they're in the championship. Wow, really? Holy shit! That's how it works. It's a okay. Like, once it's a you single, get, once you get to the final eight, it's a double elimination tournament. Wow, that's how the College World Series has always worked. So, um, and they pot them up. They pot them up like there'll be two pods. There'll be four teams in this pod and four teams in this pod. It's okay. like, a, like a traditional bracket, right? Okay. But it's a double elimination bracket. So NC State had played their way all the way out. And was in the winners bracket. All they had to do was beat them, beat Vandy once, and Vandy had to uh, had to beat them twice to get to the to the national championship series. Okay. So, I believe it was uh, Friday. News breaks that um, NC State only has eleven players eligible to play in in the game on Friday afternoon Why? against. I, and they, and I saw a picture tweeted of them on the base paths, like lined up for the national anthem, the way that baseball players do. Yeah, due to COVID protocols and contact tracing. Okay, I didn't know we were still doing contact tracing. I didn't either. I, I thought it was like if you test positive, you're out. Like, well, yeah, with the vaccination stuff, uh, all that. Yeah. So, NC State playing really well, hottest team in in the country. They. Uh, Wind up only still losing that game. Think about that. Nine, uh, nine, nine people have to be on the field. Right. Eleven players. Who the fuck's gonna pitch? Oh my god! They're having to rotate guys like positional players in there to pitch. Yeah. Oh my Jesus! I didn't even think about that. Yeah. It's like I mean, like you, you can't just have the same guy pitch. I mean, you could, but it, it tires arm out. And this is for game one of their series with Vanderbilt. Yeah. And okay. All they had to do was win that one game. They only lost three to one. Okay. So they they kept. Vandy, who is a great baseball team, they they almost beat them with eleven players, and Vandy had their full thirty team player staff, however many players are on their team. Yeah. Game two yesterday, NCAA. Let me read the article here. Uh, this is uh, from, um, which you could find this anywhere. I just happened to Google. This is from NBC News, uh, from the Associated Press. Uh, but Vanderbilt, 
uh, will announce uh, will advance to the College World Series finals after North Carolina State was forced to drop out of the series or drop out because of COVID nineteen protocols. The NCAA announced early Saturday. NC State only had thirteen players on the uh, sorry it was thirteen not eleven still very minimal yeah um you have to put nine on the field so you only got four guys on uh, to either come off the bench or be in your bullpen isn't that around it's like about less it's almost less than half around what a normal baseball team would have like on field in the dugout in the bullpen like that's a oh, crazy yeah. low amount oh absolutely that's a fucking little league team no that would that would be like if you had um. If someone was like, okay, well, you're you're only a, but I would be like having one one bench player in basketball. Like, That's like, crazy. Or like, um, if when everyone starts fouling out. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen that before. I have. Yes, I have. Well, I mean, I when I played rugby in college, we traveled to a tournament. We had one sub. We had sixteen people. That was it. We had one sub. Yeah, it was fucking nuts. So. Um, the NCAA Division One Baseball Committee declared the game a no contest. This is uh, from the NCAA statement. The decision has been made based on recommendation of the championship medical team and the Douglas County Health Department. As a result, Vanderbilt will advance to the College World Series finals. That is fucking horse shit. The NCAA commit and the committee regret the NC State student athletes and coaching staff will not be able to continue. Uh, to this a bunch of bullshit there, and they can't talk about it due to privacy issues. Which it's fucking awful. So here's the deal. Let's get into this a little more. NC State was missing four starting position players and only had 13 of its 27 players listed for the Friday game. Okay. Um, and the last 24 hour, like in the 24 hours after that, um, they wound up like uh, they wound up testing the rest of the team. Okay. At the recommendation of Vanderbilt coach Tim Corbin, mm. and I don't know if you have been. I'm not gonna trying to figure out the most polite way to. Don't to, be polite. Well, we don't know anybody on this team or anyone involved. We're well. Uh, I don't want to come off as being like fucking like. Poli- I try to be as as apolitical on this show as possible. Vanderbilt is the one team in the SEC. That has been like super, like uh, what they would call the Corona Bros on Twitter. Yeah, like they have been like super over the top with their restrictions, their administration, and their yes, okay, their athletic and department. Like has, they're yeah. they're the only private institution in the SEC, right? And they now have basically all of all of college baseball. All all they all hate Vanderbilt. Everyone is cheering. Mississippi State advanced to the final. They beat Texas last night. Okay. NC State, everyone, they're all they're all cheering for Mississippi State. They all fucking hate Vandy now yeah. because they feel like f- the four players that tested positive mm-hmm. that started this. So this and this was reported. Now the the, the back half of this is is a rumor. Um, all right, the four players that tested positive that that started this whole thing mm-hmm. were all vaccinated. Really? Yes. So what's the rumor? And but the protocol, based off what I have been reading, the protocol did not. Uh, you weren't. They weren't supposed to be testing vaccinated players. All of Vanderbilt's teams vaccinated, right? Because they go to Vanderbilt, obviously. And I think Tim Corbin knew this. Like so, um, 
it, it he it kind of got he got wind the the NC State pl- uh, head coach was asked how many of your players are unvaccinated after what happened on Friday where he only had 13 and basically half his team available and he basically said no comment I'm not going to get in, into personal politics or anything like that and all these yeah. none all, of your goddamn business and all and all, and all these you know nutty people that are still freaking out over coronavirus were all like Oh, this is on you. This is your fault that this is happening. Well, they like, found a new thing to freak out about. Now, it was before, like, oh, it was the masks. Now it's the vaccine. It's just powerless people finding a way to enact power over somebody else. Yeah, so um, those people are blaming the head coach and the administration. Like, this is they got what they deserve. They should have vaccinated their players. If you say that, and I, listen very carefully. I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to try to be very diplomatic about this because I understand people are worried. They've been watching a lot yeah. of news. It, if you believe and you're like really believe that this is what NC State deserves for not doing this, I want you to kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to go find a large rock and smash your fucking head with it because you're not using it. Uh, yeah. You're not using I'm going to say something my dad said to me when I was a like young Wiley boy. Like Coyote and the Roadrunner. I'm going to say something my dad said to me when I was a young boy. If you're not going to use your head, you might as well have two butts. Fucking get your shit together, idiot. It's not his goddamn fault. This is the NCAA and Vanderbilt are trying to fuck NC State over because that's 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 what it feels like. It's 100% what it feels like. Fuck Vandy. I hung, I hung out with Vandy kids when I was living in Nashville going to Belmont. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they uh, we were talking shit about Vandy before the show started. Just that one guy, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, they they do have a little bit of an elitist mentality about themselves. Yeah, so. and I'm not saying they shouldn't feel it's like... It's a great institution. fucking amazing One of the top medical... It's ba- it is, they, them and Emory are the top two medical schools in the South. Yeah, it's a teaching uh, hospital. Maybe Duke, I would throw that... But, well, it's a... Vanderbilt Hospital is a teaching hospital. Oh, it's Doctors a great come hospital. from around the world to learn from the people there. Yeah. Now, it's like some of the best specialists in the world are at yeah, Vanderbilt so Hospital. They, they, have a, they have a right to, to feel entitled about some stuff about it, but like... This, like, this is bullshit. This is this has got an asterisk next to it. Uh, I've seen Mississippi State fans who were like, "Yeah, we want to win, but it just doesn't even feel right." No, it doesn't because NC State was obviously the hottest team in baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, so the team got back to Raleigh, uh, Raleigh, North Carolina last night. Mm-hmm. Students, fans packed out their baseball stadium and gave them a standing ovation pep rally when they got back to campus last Fucking night. Hell yeah, dude. And now, uh, and, uh, somebody, what is NC State's mascot? The Wolf? The Wolf Pack. Wolf Pack. Yeah, back the pack. That's their hashtag. Hell yeah, man. And Good for them. So Anchor down, pussies. Like, one of the, uh, the, the most recent episode before we took our pause, we talked about um, a team from uh, the MEAC conference that was the regular season champs. That was forced to drop out of the tournament. Uh, their conference tournament. Because a staffer tested positive. Yes. Right. This is way worse. I mean, we're talking about eight, one win and you're in the national championship. That's also, you and, tested four vaccinated players. Like, First of all, that should raise some questions about like why are they testing positive. But is the it- protocol, based off what I saw, that I don't think I completed this thought, the protocol... They weren't supposed to be testing vaccinated players. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they should be doing that at all because that seems like it. Well, who knows? I mean, having the vaccine in your system could trigger a positive test. And here's the the uh, the hypocrisy and all of this from the NCAA. Mm-hmm. 
Did they test all Vandy's players? No, no, no. Over 20,000 people in attendance. Hmm. And they're like tweeting out like, yeah, like they after uh, the Mississippi State Texas game, they tweet out the like, uh, oh, great crowd tonight, twenty one thousand such and such uh, in attendance. Do you have to prove you're vaccinated to get a test to get in? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, I know there are like concerts and shit that are doing that. I don't know what it is, but like we're gonna get on the pl- like NC State players literally. Uh, what I read was they literally could have went and bought a ticket and sat in the stands and watched the game, but they weren't allowed to play based off what the, the, the protocols they had for the players and the protocols they had for the fans weren't the same. So it's like, and you just cost uh, like you just, cost a bunch of kids. Just, a chance. just, just throw the whole fucking thing out. It doesn't even matter anymore. Yeah. Fuck. It doesn't even matter. Fuck the NCAA. Fuck the NCAA. Like it doesn't even matter anymore. This is the type of decision that's going to lead to uh, the the autonomy conversation that's going to make the Power Five schools leave the NCAA. They've been talking about it for over a decade. Dude, if they fucking did that, it would. That would fucking. Conference commissioners and athletic directors and stuff, they've been talking about this for years. They They just haven't gotten on enough stable ground to do it but like this is the kind of shit that will lead to it yeah are they but i mean because like you're you're why not you're screwing people out of uh, like th- this the fucking supreme court reamed out the ncaa like a couple weeks ago did you like last oh week? yeah over the 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 play or the the pay uh the yeah. likeness and the play, mm-hmm. paying for that yeah nine so. nine oh a nine zero vote against the NCAA from the Supreme Court. Do you know how often it's a unanimous decision from the Supreme Court? Fucking never. Yeah, because they're all from different parties. Fucking never. They've been appointed by three to four different presidents at this point. Yeah. Fucking never, dude. Yeah. So. 9-0. NCAA is public enemy number one for sports fans. So. Other than Roger Goodell. But. Yeah. I know we did a lot of bitching here in this segment, but. uh, Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Fuck Stephen A. Fuck the NCAA. Yeah. Hell yeah. Fuck everybody that's not us. <laughs> fuck everybody um, that's not fans. Honestly, the fans and the players fucking rule. That's who matters the most in this. It's the media members and the fucking commissioners and the fucking leaders of the NCAA and all these fucking assholes. It's these old. uptight suits. They get their marching orders from other fucking people. <laughs> what is the? It's, it's kind of a a a. a um, a a macro example to to what is what people complain about with our country. Yeah. What if people complain about the most? The media and the governing bodies. Yeah. Well, that's because they're all working to they fucking hate you. They hate you <laughs> so much. I don't know why you don't like watch a fucking watch any if you're liberal, watch Fox, they hate you. If you're conservative or anything else, watch CNN and MS, they fucking hate you. <laughs> they hate you so much. I work in the media, so I'm like, I don't know. I I see it. I'm talking I, about these big, like a these fucking like the, the local, mainstream media. The local stuff they get their marching orders from somewhere, but like it gets watered down so much. It's just like, yeah, it's yeah. local news. Fucking watch, watch local news, and then if one of those fucking assholes tried to give you an opinion, fucking throw a rock at their house. Who gives a shit? You can find out where they live pretty quick. I bet. Don't actually throw a rock at their house. Yeah, don't, but what don't, I'm saying is, don't do that. You can fucking. You know don't, who don't, they are, and they know don't you. Don't throw a rock at my house. Don't. Yeah, you know, they're not, not going to throw a rock at the camera guy. I'm at the host. Yeah, don't do that either. Tar and feather your local politicians, everybody. <laughs> All right. Fuck you, Stephen A. 
All right. So uh, when we come back, we're going to get into watch and react. Uh, I've got a couple of different videos. I know Justin does too, but um, then we've got a couple. I got a couple of uh, articles from this past week that are absolutely hysterical. One involving uh, the uh, one involving Subway, like the train or the sandwich shop. Uh, the sandwich shop. Oh, okay. All uh, right. And fucking love Subway. Yeah, and it involves. I mean, the, I don't love it, Subway. It, it also it. involves the FDA. So oh, that's probably bad, right? For Subway or for the FDA? For Subway. Great. Uh, and then also uh, we have a, an interesting Guinness World Record. So the biggest nuts on earth. <laughs> could, could be after what he did. Oh God! All right, stick around. Welcome back into Personally Foul. Brooks Carter, Justin Ennis. This is uh, going to be a fun segment here, Justin. And I'm looking forward to it, bud. Justin's got some videos this week. You didn't have them last week because we were... Unprepared. Unprepared. But uh, my video is absolutely hilarious and disgusting at the same time, but I'm going to let you go first. So Justin's got two videos. He's going to go first with his, then I'm going to have my video... Then uh, he'll have his other one, and we'll wrap up with these two articles, uh, including the Subway one I teased. So go ahead with yours. Sounds good. This is a video that my uh, my dad sent me the link to this a couple days ago, and it's uh, from this... Uh, do you know the show Meat Eater? I've heard of it, actually. It's a great hunting show that's on Netflix. This guy named Steve Ranella goes out and hunts these public lands, hikes out, kills the animal, dresses it there, and packs it out. It's one of... Oh, that's really cool. literally the best hunting show ever. It's not fat rednecks on a farm in Texas shooting fenced-in deer. He goes out to fucking Alaska to try to kill a moose, and you know what? Sometimes he doesn't get anything. It's not some ranch where they've groomed the deer and No, no, no. He goes out in the fucking wilderness looking for black bear. Sometimes he doesn't find it. It's... But he's so informed. He has episodes where he teaches you how to cook wild game. He put oh, out a wild fun. game cookbook. I bought my dad for Christmas. I thought last you were going to tell me he like cooks it while he's out there. He will. He'll catch. He'll go down to a, a lake or something or a river, and he'll uh, catch a fish, dress it, clean it, and then cook it. Like put it, put a rock, a thin rock over a fire, and cook it. Oh, that's awesome! It's the best show. But it's from this website, and this is a, a guy was filming a fawn swimming across uh, the lake that he lives on and uh, something something happens to keep your eye on that there do you see the fawn swimming across the close to the shore there yeah and this is actually in Wisconsin a little bit north of Green Bay I don't know deer swam that well to be honest they don't they do yeah and then is that a hawk it's a bald eagle just He's drowning it. Why? To kill and eat it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that poor baby. Yeah. Fucking birds don't give a shit, Circle dude. of life there. Yeah, so that is a bald eagle. This is happening in Marinette County. Uh, small, I don't, I don't think it's a man-made lake, uh, about an hour and a half north of Green Bay. And God, that, 
that you just don't realize how big bald eagles are, man. They're what's it like a six foot wingspan? Ah, no, man. It's like it, it that looked like a fucking pterodactyl going out there. Mm-hmm. Like that was huge. Dude, its wingspan is as long as our arms. Like you it's, and I put our arms insane. out. It's fucking giant. So I we read further into the article. I mean, this guy was just filming this fawn swimming, and all of a sudden this eagle just lands. It's like I'm gonna kill this fucking thing. So he drags it out of the water up to the shore here, and ate at ate at it for about four days. Would eat it, fly away. Guy didn't mess with it. He just left it there, and he would come back every couple days, and like every day, and eat it. Ate it until there was nothing left but fur. Well, obviously, uh, they don't they don't need it cooked, and they can just uh, hell no. Nah. Well, at what point does that start getting like? I mean, like there's got to be gnat, gnats and all sorts of shit in that. Like birds don't fucking. Well, I just care, I just man. meant like their digestive system can obviously stomach. Mi- they're if dinosaurs, I try, dude. If I tried to eat meat that set out for four days, you'd be taking me to the hospital. 100%. You'd be like, Justin, <laughs> I've been shitting my pants to death. You got to fucking come get me, dude. I'd have some sort of disease or something that you'd I be contracted. A, you'd have a colostomy bag for six months. Yeah, God. If one fly lands on a burger I'm eating, I'm like, I'm not touching that. I'm not fucking touching that thing. It's fucking unbelievable. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's what fucking birds do, man. All right. Well, um, this secure—I'll set up my video here. This security camera happened to uh, catch this uh, gentleman walking down the street, and this is—I've—I've uh, I've set this up before. This is one of those now look at this videos, um, like they uses the clip from the Kid Cudi song. Now oh, look yeah, at yeah. this. Um, yeah, yeah. So this is a uh, security camera footage from somebody's house or business, and it's just this guy walking down the street, and he just had to go when Mother Nature calls, man. Oh my God. Now look at this. No, he's not. Holy shit. <laughs> Dude, that fired out of his ass like it came out of a gun. That's why I said they call it the poop shoot. That was fucking crazy. I got to see that again. <laughs> he just pulls his pants down out of nowhere. <laughs> that just... I don't think I've ever shit that hard in my life. No, that's what I'm saying. It's so like... That was vile. It was disgusting. I gotta see it again. Um, I don't, I'm not gonna have to play. There's no. I wish there was audio of the noise he made. Yeah, Justin. That uh, is unbelievable. Justin, just dude, he's holding his, a cup of coffee. Uh, maybe that's what did it to him. Oh my god! <laughs> it's so much. Justin's maturity. Dude, it was so wet. Justin's thinking about watching it again. <laughs> it, I am. Dude, it was so moist. Why was it so wet? Uh, who knows? He looked Co- like kind of a fat guy. I bet his diet's not great. Yeah, it's that probably was coffee combined with a fucking Hardy's biscuit or something. Fucking yeah, damn. When was the last time you had a Hardy's biscuit? Well, since I live down south, they don't have Hardy's up here. Yeah, that's true. They don't. That or Bojangles. That's the best, man. Fucking Bojangles, dude. I could go for a Bowberry biscuit right now. I love their. Uh, if y'all ever end up in the South, go to a Bojangles and get a Bowberry biscuit. Those and are then good. Fucking thank us. Those are good, but uh, their their chicken fried steak biscuits are the best. Oh, delicious, delicious, delicious shit. Yeah, love that stuff with egg and cheese. Oh, you can on. you can egg go to cheese. A, you can go to a Chevron station in the South and find a good fucking biscuit, man. Yeah, you just can't. They try to mimic it. I mean, like the 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 food in the Midwest is very hearty, but like it's the, good. And I went to a breakfast place yesterday, and they had biscuits and gravy. And I'm like, I'm not gonna get this. If it's bad, it's gonna ruin my fucking day. I just like I got eggs and hash browns and bacon. Yeah, we could. It's hard to fuck that. We up. could we could make it better than that. Like Justin and I, um, yeah, actually, you made it better than Justin that. and I actually wound up getting tasked with making a like a Southern style breakfast from your girlfriend who was hosting. 
she was like, so I'm going to be hosting this like Southern style brunch for all my friends. And she basically looked at both of us and was like, "Y'all can cook this shit, right?" Yeah, y'all are from the south. Like, y'all cook it. <laughs> She's so from I made, fucking I made Phoenix. like homemade. Yeah, Justin homemade. made biscuits and bacon, and I made homemade gravy and like uh, out of the bacon grease too. I yeah, think. cheesy hash brown casserole. It was it was big. That hit. hash brown casserole was fucking good. Man. It was a hit. Those were good. So uh, go ahead and uh, set up your next video. I know My next video says. is uh, has to do with the great Randy Travis. And uh, I don't know if you have uh, kept up with all the things that he's been up to over the last few years, but he's. I think you talked about it, seeing it that he's he's kind of struggled well, for, with for, sobriety. For, yeah, for years he struggled with sobriety. There there was a, a point where he got found naked in the middle of a road. This is the video of him getting found naked in the middle of the road. Is this recent? This is in 2012. Have you never seen this? Oh yeah. Dude, I came across it again recently, and I was like, I just... Yeah, this is the video I was thinking of. I fucking love this so much. Mr. Travis, can you tell me what happened in the crash? <laughs> oh, he crashed his car. No, I don't give a rat's ass. His fucking... My wife-to-be has this um, argumentative way, so, you know... He's so embarrassed by this. I grew up in a manner. I, I, I grew up in a place where my dad was such a man who told me to stop an Angus from breaking out of a goddamn. What is he even saying? So I ran after him. He stops me. This guy and is so, so therefore drunk. he whips me with a goddamn pair of reins and tells me to get him. I said, what the hell do I do? <laughs> this whole time, he's got a black eye and no shirt on. I don't think he has pants on either. No, he's naked. He's 100% naked. You've got, it, you've got damn got the right He has said GD at least. No, you don't. He, he said mother. Dude, Randy oh, Travis just said motherfucker. You die, motherfucker. <laughs> Mr. Travis, what did I do to you? You put these goddamn handcuffs on me. If you'd have told me get in this car and you wouldn't have put these goddamn handcuffs on me, no, I'd have prayed no. for you to have help for this. But you know something? I've seen miracles happen through prayer. I'll pray for you to have. I think he's on coke too. You see what he's doing with his mouth? He's yeah, like, he 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 looks like he's. I've never seen a drunk person uh, okay. act like this. He's got to be on some other substance. Yeah, yeah, I think he's on coke, definitely. He's fucked up. But, dude, just this the fact... I played one of his songs at my friend's wedding. That's insane. Do you know how many fucking Randy Travis songs have been played at Southern weddings? Well, not to admit, I mean... And he's in here I'm talking not, about no, no, no judgment, no judgment from me here. People, no, 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 no. people have their issues, and like I have no judgment for him. It's just it's Randy Travis it's, saying it's, he's going to kill a motherfucker. It's, it's, it's like hilarious. Your, it's like it's like your grandma, your sweet. It's like the sweet lady at church or your grandmother talking about sixty nine in your husband, like cussing you out and dropping GD and MF. So like that's fucking funny. You just wouldn't picture it because like Randy Travis, like. He's he sings three wooden My love crosses. Is deeper than well, yeah. He's 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 got a he's got gospel albums. Yeah, great ones too. He's I fucking know. awesome. So you just wouldn't expect it. I'm gonna love you. That's 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 what ever. substance problems will do to you, man. Yeah, he's definitely on coke. You see what he's doing with his jaw? He's like, ah, fuck yeah, me. I'll kill you, motherfuckers. Jesus Christ, this is Randy Travis, man. What are we doing here? All right, so um, Justin. I got a couple of articles here for you. All right. Let's get into the Subway one before I have the last one, which I didn't even tease, but it's 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 better than the Subway one. So uh, 
Have you ever eaten a tuna sub at Subway? No, I think my go-to is always either the chicken or the meatball. All right, well, since you haven't, you probably won't ever eat one, and I will never eat one again after reading this. You have eaten? I've eaten tuna from Subway before. Really? How was it? Wasn't bad. I got the tuna. It was like a tuna melt. It had like bacon and pepper jack cheese on it. Pepper jack? That's a good move. Uh, I like tuna melts. Something is apparently fishy, but this is uh, from ABC7 uh, out of Chicago, uh, or sorry, New York. Um, there's Something is uh, apparently fishy with Subway's tuna sandwiches. A New York Times lab test found no tuna DNA in the tuna that is used for their sandwiches. What? There's no even there's no DNA that tuna even exists in their tuna sandwiches. Is it like another fish, or is it just not fish? The New York Times picked up samples of tuna from three different subway locations oh, in Los man. Angeles and got them tested at a lab. <laughs> what? I want to know what <laughs> what, what prompted? prompted the, yeah, <laughs> dude, what the? Someone got diarrhea. Emphasis on the die part. The test revealed no. Uh, Ampli- I don't even know how to say that word. Amplify. Oh yeah, and no amplifiable tuna DNA was. You don't present know how to say the- amplifiable. I couldn't read it. There's a smudge on my computer. Well then, fix it. I need to clean my computer screen. <laughs> the come uh, off the lab. The lab says that the tuna was either so heavily processed that the tuna DNA wasn't identifiable, or that there was no tuna used. Subway says that it uses uh, the skipjack and yellowfin tuna, and then there's simply no truth to the allegations. What do you believe? I, I, I mean, I, I believe that there's no tuna in that. You took three different samples? Dude, tuna is not... So, I've seen it. I've seen the tuna at Subway. It's not supposed to be that wet. It comes out of a plastic canister. It is not supposed to be that watery. No, it's not. It's not even... It kind of feels like it's... Oh, at least the pink paste, or like that's, that's actual chicken, right? Or no, from McDonald's. Uh, I think it's like chicken paste, yeah. Or they take chicken and just like grind it up into like a paste. Yeah, which you could, I mean, I, I follow so a it's power. So it's still got chicken in it, though. I follow a power lifter. He makes chicken shakes to get more protein. Ugh. Yeah, he also bench presses like a thousand pounds. I don't care. So you're, it's you're like throwing, insane. I like, I like the taste of food. I don't, I don't look at food as an object to make myself get stronger. Yeah, he's just like, I need calories. Yeah, like I don't... I I that's I hope I never have that relationship with food. Yeah, you watch like strong men and powerlifters, and they're like, no, 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 food is an obstacle to lift heavier weights. No, and yeah, see, I, I like the taste of food. I want to be in shape and have a healthy lifestyle, but I never want to get. That's why I have no desire to be some fucking like jacked motherfucker who's like, oh my micro, my macros, bro. I got to look at my macros. Yeah, we also have to worry about you know how much test and D ball you're doing. That's also a part of it. Fucking <laughs> lunatics. Um, so that's fucked up. Yeah, I, w- I don't think I've been to a subway in years. I haven't been point. to one since I've moved here. The I only chain sandwich place I'll go to now is like a firehouse. Jimmy John's isn't bad. Oh, I, I tell you that I have been to a Jimmy John's. Cousin Subs is really good here. I actually do like cousins. Never mind. There's like three. What the fuck am I talking about? Yeah. A lot of pretty good stuff. So I just don't places. go to Subway. A really underrated place. Haven't seen it up here. Shalotsky's. Really fucking good. That is pretty good, actually. There's four for Justin. You know what's overrated? Fucking Jersey Mike's. I like their stuff. I, I, I like just like, I'm a huge fan of the, just the traditional like Italian style stuff. Oh, you know what was good? By where we used to work. Lenny's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So I go to 
chain sandwich places all the fucking time, apparently. Uh, Subway, Subway just kind of Subway just sucks. Subway's way over. Subway was the first of these like sandwich places to be like national change. Yeah, well, Quiznos was around for a while, but then Subway was like, oh, we'll just buy a fucking toaster and kick your shit. Yeah, because they were the first one to like toast their sandwiches. Yeah, we were like, oh, they're toasted. And Subway was like, all right, we'll buy a fucking toaster. Yeah. And then no one went to Quiznos ever again. Yeah, the meatball sub was definitely one of my favorites. As a, I used to get it with pepperoni on top. Really? I got it with mayonnaise once. It was pretty good. What Ugh. are you talking about? It's delicious. Meat, it's got marinara sauce on it. Yeah. With mayonnaise? What are you? You're fucking, fucking crazy. It. I'm not crazy. I didn't put grape jelly on it. It's mayonnaise. You put that on a turkey sandwich, not something with marinara sauce. What are you? It's fucking. It was good. No, you get it on Italian herbs and cheese, and you get it with the meatball, and uh, like you get it with provolone, mozzarella. You you make it Italian obviously, style. Obviously provolone, but yeah, I once did it. I was. Yeah, it's good. I, tr- I heard that's somebody a, that, say it once. That's, that's like when my cousin put ketchup on a ham sandwich. I wanted to smack the shit out of him. All right, that's unacceptable. That's not okay. But come on. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. You put mayo on a burger. Yeah. I don't put, How is that any different? I don't put marinara sauce on the burger. I bet it would be good. I don't know. Maybe. Who you knows? You put fresh mozzarella cheese. I usually mix. And marinara sauce on a cheeseburger. I usually mix my mayo with spicy mustard. All right. That's, That's really good. good. That is delicious. That is, that, that is great. I do approve of that. I, don't, I just don't know about... I'm just saying, I tried it once. It was good. It wasn't a regular thing I did. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'll, I guess the old adage, don't knock it till you try it. Because there's a guy that is a radio host in Birmingham who swears that um, cheese on a po- melted cheese on a Pop-Tart's good. <laughs> no. <laughs> Justin's face. That's fucking... I'm like, how drunk were you when you did this? Well, well I don't get the rain man cold. That's, uh, That's all I have to say about fucking cheese on a Pop Tart. Yeah. What? I, I I think it sounds disgusting. What, like a Velveeta slice? No, just like a just like, like a craft single. Yeah, just throw it, just pop it in the microwave, melt it on top. What? Exactly. Flavor. <laughs> don't know. Are they frosted? Yeah. I'd have to get more details from him. That's uh, Lance Taylor. He's a Birmingham radio host. <laughs> You're such a stupid motherfucker. All right, Justin. That is unacceptable. Yeah, it sounds disgusting. It's terrible. He's he's had some weird stuff that he's talked about eating on that show that, before that I listened to. Yeah. Uh, Fuck. All right, so here's the last one here, Justin. Um, before I, I read the article, let me ask you. Is there is there anything that you've done outside of... Bathing or having sex naked at least twenty five times in your life. <laughs> um, weird question. I know, but shaving maybe, but that's like pre shower. Yeah, that kind of goes along with all that. Well, masturbate, obviously. That kind of goes along with sex. Yeah. Um, the only thing I could think of was like I don't think I've I've skinny dipped. Maybe close to 10 times in my life. Definitely not 25. I think I've only skinny dipped like once or twice. I did have sex in a pool once. That's still sex. It was awful. I I bet it was. It was terrible. That's worse than shower sex. I put a condom on. Ew. (laughs) That's the worst part. I I had to get my cock out of the pool. And I was like like lifting on the ladder. That felt so terrible for that lady. For that girl. Yeah. I didn't fuck a 35-year-old woman in a Ramada pool. Well, whose pool was it? 
Mine. Oh, okay. You said Ramada. I was thinking, like, did you fuck somebody in a hotel pool? No! <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I didn't. No, I can't, like... Okay. Other than like shaving pre-shower, yeah, no. that's that's the only thing I could think of was like like if I went skinny dipping, but like I don't, I just don't do that much stuff without no. clothes on. No. Okay, so a Nebraska man uh, is now he uh, reached out to Guinness World Records about setting the record for most naked skydiving jumps in twenty four hours. Why? Who the fuck knows? Gotta let that shit breathe, son. Uh, and Guinness uh, told them that uh, to create a new record category, you have to perform something at least 25 times. So he skydived naked 25 times. Oh, no, he just went ahead and did it 60 times. He went skydiving. I don't know what's more crazy, the fact that he did it without clothes on, or he went skydiving 60 times in 24 hours. That's a lot. I'm assuming he's probably an experienced skydiver. Well, it'd have to be. Yeah. Have you ever been skydiving? No. Me either. You want to go? I I don't think I'm in on that. All right. You want to ride in the plane with me at least? I'll push you out. <laughs> that would be fun. You want to <laughs> fucking this is Sparta kick me out? I would go with maybe like with an instructor. Well, yeah, you have to the first time. Yeah, and that would like I would not feel safe without someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so a Nebraska man set a new world record completing 60 sky, uh, skydiving jumps in 24 hours while dressed in nothing but his safety equipment, as the article from UPI says. Um, <laughs> Just a helmet and shoes. Yeah. Uh, his name is uh, Ryan Knopf. Knopf said that it is an informal tradition for uh, skydivers to perform their 100th jump in the nude. Oh. So, he is a very experienced diver, as okay. you said. Yeah. Um, he came up with the idea to set the naked skydiving world record as a fundraiser for mental health uh, for a mental health charity after the recent death. Why? Because he's friend. retarded. <laughs> after the recent death of his friend, I'll, I'll cut um, that part out. Shit. Uh, my friend that we lost to mental health issues was about that close to his 100th jump, close enough that he talked about it all the time, and he didn't. Uh, he wasn't able to make it. So I'm out here for him and a lot of people that we lost. So uh, he ended up. Uh, he ended his attempt with 60, com- uh, 60 completed naked jumps over Weeping Water, Nebraska. Hilarious. Um, and uh, he raised money for the Movember Foundation, which is like the No Shave November. Um, what is it called? Movember. Movember? Uh, yeah. It's like, Why is it called that? Uh, I think it has something to do with like mustache. Uh, you like, grow out a mustache in November? Uh, the Movember Foundation, I've, I've heard of them before. They're. Um, I've never actually done a No Shave or November or anything like that. But yeah, it, the organization is called Movember, and it's, oh, okay. that's what you do for No Shave November. You grow your beard, and then you like it's for like men's like mental health awareness and that kind of stuff. All right, that's not bad. Um, okay, but all right. <laughs> always, always, Justin. Uh, uh, too much. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, Dick Vitale. Uh, but yeah. Um, all right. I guess that's the kind of shit you get into in Nebraska. I just don't know what does that do to your body. I'm just sitting there thinking about my 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 dick and my ball sack, like just it's just like I I would probably wear like so I would tape it to I would tape it to my leg or something. That'd be a pretty good idea. That it actually wouldn't be bad. I mean, I feel like if you're a lady, especially if you have big tits, dude, those that well, that's gonna hurt a lot because if it's smacking them things around, because like girls don't like running. If they have really big tits, like they yeah. gotta wear stuff that constricts them. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what would be more uncomfortable. I feel like a ladies would be more uncomfortable because, like, 
if I could tape it to my leg, that kind of gets that out of the way. They, they can't just like, what are they supposed to do with that? Like, they just hold them the whole time if they do it. If they yeah, skydive, skydive, holding their titties, that'd yeah. be fun. <laughs> imagine, imagine. There's got to be skydiving. Imagine porn. if someone was like, "Well, I want to do it naked on my first jump," and then like, so like you're the instructor. So you've got to be strapped naked <laughs> to another <laughs> to a dude. He gets hard. You're like, oh, Jesus. Thanks, bro. I got to stay professional. Stay professional. God damn it. All right. Uh, God damn it, it, Ivan. Coming up next, it's going to be our dick of the week, which might be uh, the mo- the actions of this one might be the most hilarious dick of the week we've ever had. And then I've got a really um, kind of fun thing set up for our foul story of the week. So stick around. <laughs> All right, Justin, it is time to get into our Dick of the Week, and this takes us to a San Diego Padres and Los Angeles Dodgers game. So uh, That should be fun. I always like baseball fuck-ups. We have a baseball fuck-up on our board already, so that should be easy for well, us. Well, that's a broadcasting fuck-up. but uh, Yeah, that's true. Dick, Dick of the Week. All right, so uh, go ahead and pull the video up here. This is uh, at Petco Park where the uh, the Padres play. And this is developed into one of the most heated rivalries in baseball. Okay. So this is uh, this was caught on um, ESPN's uh, baseball broadcast. I don't know what day of the week this was. So it was from two days ago. So this was probably from like Friday night or something like this. Okay. Look at what this fan does. Uh, this Padres fan does. They're all high fiving each other after a base hit that that scored a run for the Padres. And there happens to be a Dodgers fan that's all sta- that that's standing near them. And look at what this Padres fan does. Yes. <laughs> Got fucking yes. rules. I mean, so he's like high fiving around. Do that again. That was really funny. Just yeah. gave him a fi- gave him the fake. I mean, he like wound up into it too. Fuck you. Yeah, so he's high-fiving, high-fiving, then sees a Dodgers fan and just fucking winds up and just gives him the biggest <laughs> The bird. best part is that he fucking, like, he was like, hey, bud, check yeah. this out. Yeah, just gives <laughs> him the bird. Great. Uh, I, oh, that was funny. If that happened to me in person, I may have punched the guy in the face. I may just have to laugh because that's hilarious. I don't know what. I don't know if it would make me mad I'd or made like, me laugh. I'd be like, oh. <laughs> I'd be like, I thought I was going to get a high-five. Like, the guy laughed it off. He was being a good sport. I'd be like, yeah. Oh. But that's pretty funny. Though. Yeah, that that's our, that's our funny. That's probably our funniest dick of the week. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, good... he was totally acting like a dick, though. Oh yeah, that's great. Dick, dick of the week. <laughs> that's great. All right, Justin. <laughs> um, so we are going to get into something absolutely hilarious here. And uh, hang on, I gotta have this. I gotta figure out how to get this sorted. All right. I. Why did it do it like this? I don't know. Who the fuck knows what technology does? Oh, did man. I see Belmont University on that? Uh, you did. And what uh, are we doing? You're about to find out. Oh no. So uh, I I got this idea. It's kind of a refined idea from a uh, a show that I listened to where they were um, reading some of the worst reviews of um, uh, Small Town Murders. It was a bonus episode of theirs. They were reading. 
the funniest or worst reviews of small towns. Okay. Because um, they always feature a murder from a small town. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to think of like, I'm like, that would be really good for our show. How could I apply it? And I was initially trying to find if, that, if I could find like reviews of like something specific to sports or whatever. And then it dawned on me that I thought it would be hilarious. We have the worst and funniest reviews from each of our colleges. Oh, this will be great. For mine, I can't. <laughs> Oh God damn it! So Justin went to Belmont University, and I, went I to did the not university. graduate. By the way, I'd like to make that very clear. I went. To I was it. asked to leave, not for any behavioral reasons. My grades were just shit. Um, so I'll start off with this first one. Was was uh, orientation a week long when you went there? Yes. Okay, so that's dude, <laughs> fucking everything at this college was a fucking dork fest. Um, the whole way through. I'm talking like live music on the fucking big quad and these fucking, you got to wear okay. these stupid t-shirts, so, let me, these orientation groups. So this is, uh, I'll start out with this one. One star. What, what year is this from? Does it say? Uh, April 30th, 2019. Okay, so I wasn't there. I'm trying to transfer out of Belmont as soon as possible, <laughs> as soon as I can, because my experience after one semester was completely miserable. Before I even began classes, I already had a bad impression of the school because of their week-long orientation. Yes, it is an entire week long from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. every day. Oh, I got longer since I left. As an introverted person, it was an awful experience. Dude. I can't fucking... Dude, it sucks. If you're not a ginormous fucking dork, it it stinks. As an int- yeah, yeah, as an introvert person, There's it was so an awful shit. experience. Dude. It, it, was very sti- it was a very stifling environment because they shove their community-oriented lifestyle down your throat at every oh, opportunity. God, yes. And you feel and you will feel out uh, outcasted if, you, uh, if you're shy and don't enjoy socializing every minute of the day. Yes. It's 100% true. And I like socializing with people, but dude... It is like, all right, 500 fucking people. Let's all get in the field and dance to some shit fucking pop song from the 1980s. And then we'll all fucking hug and high five and molest each other for the next 10 minutes. And then we're all going to go on a walk and pick up garbage. And it fucking sucked. All right, Justin. God damn it. Okay. Uh, this is from, uh, here's another one here. In all caps, do not go here. It's a <laughs> scam. <laughs> I will say it is a very prestige. It is a good college. I did learn things there. I thought the classes were good. They were small. Like I had a class once with six people. Oh, that is nice. At a college. That's not, there's less than 7,000 students there in total. All right. Continued here. I went here for a year and a half before I ultimately transferred. It is full of quirky hipster theater kids. The administration doesn't care at all for students. Classes. Yes. (laughs) Classes you are required to take are impossible to get into. The food yes. sucks, and the campus life is terrible. I, no, the food it made does me not, lonely and depressed. The food does not suck. I will say the food did not suck. I got fat as shit at that college. What year is that one from? Uh, 2020. Okay. Well, they did make a new cafeteria. I don't know. I will say, dude, getting into classes at Belmont was a fucking nightmare. It was, was it? Insanity. Because they want to keep them small. So like, the biggest class I took, I think I had 40 people in a macroeconomics class. That was my biggest class. What was your biggest class at Alabama? 450 people. Dude, yeah. there were programs with fewer students than that. So um, let's continue on here. Oh, my God. 
Are you, I'm enjoy- just, are you enjoying this? I'm having this? Vietnam flashbacks to all the <laughs> dorky bullshit that I had to deal with. The kids that wear fucking purple ties oh, I, and plaid shirts to I, a 9 a.m. class. It only took two reviews to end to get find something about quirky hipster kids. Fucking, dude, it's all fucking theater dorks. <laughs> And people that think they're fucking psychologists because they read a Carl Jung book once in high school because they were fucking forced to. Suck my nuts. All right, next one here. First off, when you visit, they assure you that although you are, they are a Christian university, you do not have to be a Christian to attend and fit in. Wrong. There are required, Incorrect. There, there are required Bible courses, and yes. most of the professors laid a prayer at the beginning of class. That's I, not true. I was a Christian who had taken a step back before arriving, and I felt like religion and God were being shoved down my throat. They don't lead prayer before class. That was uh, from 2017. That's not true. That is not true. That's when I would have graduated, and that is not true. Now, you do have to take – I did take, like, Old Testament classes and do all this shit, and then they have these things called convocations that you have to do. You had to get, like, a certain number of hours. It's like extracurricular class, basically. You got to go to these presentations, and there's, like, there's certain – sections of it it's like health and what wellness uh religion community outreach whatever it's gonna do shit like that i didn't do one part of it at all even if i'd made it all four years throughout the college they would not have let me graduate because i didn't do any of that (laughs) i did get convo credit at my 21st birthday though just because some guy stole a scanner and scanned my student id oh nice that was fun uh very short to the point here from uh May uh, from March of 2016. Don't go here if you are not involved with music. Waste of money and time. Uh, yeah, that's 100 percent true, <laughs> dude. There were kids that were just like, nah, I just I liked Nashville and I thought it'd be cool to like do, dude. The kids that weren't into music there were like, this fucking sucks. They hated it. There were so many kids that got there and they were like, oh, let's go throw a football around on the quad. And they're like, we're actually all listening to this new fucking f- fucking album, this new Snarky Puppy album. Let's. We're all just going to hang out here and get high. For March 2015, ha, 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 it's Belmont. We go to Vanderbilt for fun. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, All right. Um, Yeah, if you're looking for a party school, Belmont is definitely not the place. Nope. I've been to Belmont for four years and have yet to attend a party. Well, you sound like you're probably just... All right. I will say there were parties that happened. We threw a fucking 400-person party at a house once. It was nuts. All right. Somebody um, spilled Listerine on a bed. A bunch of shit caught on fire. It was awesome. Let's do a couple more here. Uh, this is this actually gets very specific, and in, uh, so this one should be fun. This is from a college freshman in 2014. So you were in school here. I was time. a freshman in 2013. So yeah, I wasn't far ahead of this person. Okay. If you uh, if you would all enjoy the thought of partying in a remote uh, remotely safe environment, don't come to Belmont. The only parties that take place with Belmont students are off campus and houses. Yeah. They're almost all bring your own alcohol, BYOB, yes. uh, uh, and you'll have to rely on the creepy kid who deals drugs in front of the Circle K for your alcohol. A hundred percent, dude. What the fuck? You may know this person. I may have known that fucking creepy kid out front of the... There was also Be- Pops, the homeless guy that sat out the there. Best case scenario, you hear uh, about a party at Vanderbilt. Super safe vibe. Get uh, Get to party well. People there are pretty nice. Uh, regardless, either uh, either figure out a place to sleep afterwards off campus or really work uh, on your steady wa- walking skills. Oh, yeah. Dude, <laughs> because you'll get caught on campus after you've been drinking, uh, and if you do, you're screwed. Oh, yeah, 100%. I had a buddy that my sweet mate got caught fucking drunk once. It was hilarious. He cried. It was awesome. Yeah. I, I will say the parties at Vandy were never as fun just because everyone would, didn't – everyone did not want us there. 
Yeah, it just a bit, you had to find a cool place. I ended up making friends with some upperclassmen that had a house within walking distance, and we would just go, and you can get high and get hammered, and we would bring chicks over. It was the shit. Okay, so I've got a few in a row here complaining about the same thing. Okay. Um, so this is so from, far. Most of these have been accurate, except for the guy talking about leading prayer before every class. That's not uh, true. So this didn't is, happen uh, in the religion class. So this is from your fre- uh, this is from your freshman year. Let's hear it. Um, they treat us like little kids here. Yes, uh, we have to check guests of the opposite sex into our dorm room, and yes. they have to sign uh, in and out of the door. There are visitation hours as well. Yes. So this is I found three in a row complaining about the the visitation thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the opposite sex cannot sleep in your dorm room, mm-hmm. not even if they're not even if your brother or sister is visiting you right um so that's basically impossible to have any sort of sleepovers yeah <laughs> what happens if you get caught i think you get written up i don't know i never got if caught. if you accidentally fall asleep watching a movie or something then you will get written up uh i don't like the school i don't like the school that tries to press uh, i don't like that the school tries to press their christian values on us we're old enough to make our own decisions when it comes to dating and hanging out with friends or what uh at whatever time you can stay off campus with them all you want also, drugs and alcohol are a big no-no. If you get caught with any drug, you are done here. So it's a one-strike. Yeah, I had a buddy named James. He got fucking kicked out freshman so, year. For alcohol, you get three strikes and you're out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, the fucking checking in other people. I never got caught, and I like I just like when in my sophomore year, especially because uh, my dorm it was like a four-person suite. And we were right next to the stairs. So I was like, just come to the parking lot, walk up the fucking stairs. I'm not going and dealing with the retarded RA and the fucking bottom floor of this thing. I'm an adult. Suck my nuts. Yeah, it was like three or four in a row basically talking about like I'm an adult. If I want to have my girl oh, yeah. if I want to have my girlfriend over to fuck her, then like that's my own business. Yeah, I stayed in a hotel a couple of times when my when my girlfriend at the time came up. Really? Yeah, we just went and stayed at some fucking Econo Lodge. Wow. It was like 50 bucks a night. I'm like, I'm not. I, I bet that was a nice hotel. Fucking gorgeous. <laughs> uh, five-star amenities all around. So what would Justin's one-star review of Belmont University be? <sighs> Everyone here is a fucking dweeb. <laughs> they think they're cooler than you by not being cool. And also, they do treat you like a fucking child. They do. The, the university did treat you like a child. We'll have to let your girlfriend listen to this. Dude, if sh- she would love this. Because <laughs> she actually graduated there. Yeah. All right. So um, now we have yours. We have the University of Alabama. Hilarious. Let's fucking do this. Uh, so some of these are fucking hysterical. Um, we'll start with this one. Just a bunch of conservative Southern white party-going students who don't care about academics. Their focus is drinking, hooking up, and their looks. Shallow kids who care only about their social lives. Get me out of here. Yeah, that's an ugly person that never got invited to a party. <laughs> right there. I know exactly who that and, is. And from the start here, let me just say, I would say at least half of these complaints complain about Alabama caring too much about football. Why the fuck did you go to school there? Don't go there. You know at this point. Like, like uh, don't go. If you, if you have... It's like complaining about the medical program. Every one of these reviews are from the last decade. If you didn't know at any point in the last 10 years that Alabama was a football school and that they've got all this momentum going forward about uh, with the with Nick Saban and the football program, then you must then you're just stupid. You're not paying attention, man. Yeah. Get your shit together. Uh let's see. Um Coming from a large urban area and going to school in Alabama sucks. The parties lack umph. Everyone is too drunk to care about uh, or to care that it, uh, everyone is too drunk to care that that it sucks. 
Um, That's the point. The Greek students stay in their own clique. There's nothing to do in Tuscaloosa except party, and that's not fun. Refer to earlier mention. Uh, the off-campus apartments are nice and spacious, but other than that, the school isn't worth anything unless you really love college football. Yeah. Yeah. We can do that. This one uh, from a college junior in uh, 2016. If you're not Greek, you're pretty much outnumbered. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, so when I was there, we, our undergrad enrollment uh, went from between thirty to 35,000 in the four years uh, that my wife and I were there. That's and fucking they wild. had um, at least... Twelve to fifteen thousand of like so it's like a third of the of the the student life or student undergrad is uh, in Greek life. Yeah, I I don't think I had any of my friends that went to Alabama that I knew. None of them were in the Greek shit. Yeah, I like, mean I wasn't either. Not a one of them. Not one person I knew in the Greek program. So let's uh, let's look at a few more here. Um, Off campus housing is extremely expensive and lackluster for prices. I will 100% agree with this. (laughs) And in fact, here's this bullshit caveat. Like, so they price these apartments the same way that, um, so whatever you pay for on campus housing, Mm -hmm. they take that and divide that up into like a monthly rent and they try to charge you the same amount for the off campus apartments. Really? That's what I was told. So, but here's the thing. I only lived on campus for nine months. You're still charging me that same amount for the three other months that I'm there. Wow. Um, no, so like everything, like there's apartments that are more expensive in Tuscaloosa than what you would find in like like downtown Milwaukee. Really? Holy shit. Yeah, it's like $1,200 for a fucking apartment in some places. Oh my God, really? Yeah. Oh, especially if you total up rent. Like I lived in a three-bedroom townhouse my sophomore year with two, uh, so two roommates. Yeah. We all paid $615 a month for rent. Really? Yes, for three, like three of us. I had a three-bedroom in house in how Nashville about, like, for how, less than that. Like, how much is that? At the total, that's like... $1,800. No, that's $2,700. Yeah, you're right, $1,800. I was thinking nine times three. Um, <laughs> no, but then my wife and I uh, moved in together starting uh, at the beginning of our junior year. They, uh, because we weren't, like, related... Um, like you either had to be married or like related to live in a one bedroom apartment. So like really, uh, with without uh to to be um to to not be charged this fee, they charged us a cohabitation fee. What? Yes. How how much some Southern Bible Belt That's bullshit some is that? Bible thumping horse shit. If I've ever heard it, man. So they added a hundred dollars to our rent every month. Really? Yes, a cohabitation fee. What the fuck? So yeah, it made our uh, our rent was a hundred dollars more every month, and the thing was, pretty much everywhere we looked had the same thing. So that uh, the off campus what, what complex was that? Uh, Crimson Student Living, but pretty much every okay. but pretty much everywhere you look in Tuscaloosa, if you want to live with your girlfriend, you're better off like finding like like a private landlord, like to like rent a house or something like that. Don't go with one of these off campus like. Like one of these, like advertised. Is that like is that what University Downs was? Yeah, all these ones have, that buddy, are like like advertised as like off campus. Like you can find them on the on you like uh, on the Alabama's website. Do you remember those apartments that were behind that Walmart? Which one, Northport or, or the or the Skyland Boulevard? I think it was Northport. Is what I'm thinking of. Those ones that were like kind of like along. So oh, no, no, no. I know what you're talking about. You go behind that Walmart and it's off like to the left, kind of buried between no, you, some trees and no, shit. You're thinking of, you're probably thinking of uh, the Skyland Boulevard one 
that's oh, the I one am? that's actually in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, that one. Okay, the North Port's in a, like was across, that across the river. Was that affiliated with the university, or was that uh, just? Apartments? I don't think so. Most of the ones because I went over there and everybody was getting fucking lit up, dude. They were most of the wild. Most of the ones that are like affiliate, like that are like like university sponsored. Um, are yeah. ones that are like within t- a ten minute drive to campus. If it was all the way out on Skyline, it's probably fifteen minutes from campus. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like basically, they like don't try to live with your girlfriend unless you want to live somewhere. That's ridiculous. Yeah, right. That's fucking stupid as shit. Um, one star review. This is while I was still in school, twenty fourteen. There has been quite a bit of controversy with sororities on campus. That's it. Really? Were there, were there a lot of controversies? Uh, yeah, this was the one where there was uh, a lot of racism going on in the sororities. <laughs> where, they, where like these old white chick, like these old white sorority legacies, like like the parents, the moms, oh, yeah. were like telling them the to madams. refuse bids from black girls. Really? Oh yeah, fucking just total bullshit. <laughs> there was stupid. a story that by the Crimson White, the student newspaper that wound up getting picked up by the New York Times. Really? And it was called The Last Stand at the Schoolhouse Door, referencing the old George Wallace stand at the schoolhouse that's a door. a bit heavy-handed. Well, um, uh, yeah, the la- yeah, so we're comparing... That's... It's they a couldn't sorority. Even, they couldn't even get into school. It's a... Yeah. The fucking police were there. These are fucking old retards that are still involved in a college thing for some reason. Like an idiot. Who the fuck does that? All right, um, this these are funny because it's from when I was in school. Judy Bonner was the president at the time, and she was a fucking joke of a university president. Oh, Bobby Fisher was the president of Belmont. I know about joke presidents. Fucking um, dumb, dumb. The Fisher. faculty and student. Uh, yeah, okay. We we uh, yeah the faculty the faculty and the student body um, abhor the administration. We even have a fake Twitter account for the president mocking her failure as a leader, which we used to have a fake Judy Bonner. That's um, fucking Twitter. Great. Although the failures of the administration do truly hinder students' academic social, uh, don't really tr- uh, truly hinder the academic and social lives. They may they're making decisions that are truly terrible for the school. The administration's decision continue to expand the stu- uh, to continuously expand the student body. For example, has led to extremely overcrowded campus, not enough room for the freshmen to live in dorms. That's the thing they do there at Alabama. They require all freshmen to live on campus. Same with uh, so they've built some more dorms, but. Here's the biggest issue that they're going to be facing soon. This bubble is going to burst at oh, some yeah. point. The, oh, the, yeah. The, the Saban Alabama football, we've been riding this train to all this growth and expansion and, and money coming in. It's going to burst at some point. Yep. Saban's going to retire. They're not going to be winning a national championship every other year. And like the popularity that you've built on, like you're going to wind up with like a, a bunch of empty apartments. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Belmont has been building on itself forever because it's a tiny campus in the middle of Nashville. I mean, it's like it's like five blocks. It's not a big campus. You uh, can't even you can't drive through Belmont. You can't like no. I, I, all, remember, I remember that. It's all walking. I, I remember when you were like, "Well, this is Belmont, and there's Vanderbilt." <laughs> yeah, you're like, "There's Belmont, and we passed it, and that's everything." Um, <laughs> Yeah, there's the dorm, the fucking now, calf. There's everything. Now the, the campus at Tuscal uh, at UA is beautiful, but um, I w- no, Belmont was a beautiful campus too, and I, I always enjoyed going down to Alabama and driving around and seeing everything. It, it's a beautiful campus, but fucking college at this point is like, come on, man, am I really paying forty thousand dollars for this shit? Here. 
the fuck is wrong with you? All right, just a couple more here to wrap it up. The parking at UA is awful. I would totally attest to this. this I've is, heard the, that from this multiple is, people. This is from yeah. when I was in school, and I still think it's an issue. Um, even, even if you have a parking pass, there are only certain places you can park. On mm-hmm. football Saturdays, this is the biggest bullshit. You pay for a fucking parking pass, but they sell all these parking spots during football season to tailgaters. Right. To like that have season passes. They come in with their with their motor homes and stay overnight. So you like depending on what parking lot you park in, specifically if you're an on-campus resident, like the ones that live over uh, I think it was the Orange lot is what they called it. So if you lived over near Burke or Tutwiler, mm-hmm. which was the all-girls dorm, right. You had to go park your car on the total opposite side of campus in this lot that they had available for you because they sold your parking spots to to season ticket holders. God damn. So you had to have your car removed by like 6 o'clock on a Friday afternoon or they tow it. Whoa. What the fuck? For a spot you paid for. (laughs) Oh, that sucks. Um, that's uh, that's on, why you live off campus. That's yeah, why you live on football off Saturdays. Our parking usually gets taken away, and there isn't anywhere uh, there, and it isn't anywhere for anyone to park. Because that's the thing; like, there it's so crowded. Sometimes they didn't even have enough parking spots for the overflow lot from where they made you move. Um, that's fucking wild. And they would just they will give you tickets out the ass. Oh yeah, dude! I got so many tickets my freshman year of college. It was wild. My wife uh, did not have a parking pass her last year on campus. And she uh, had several just regular $25 parking tickets. And she was like, well, they're not making me pay them because she didn't pay like the first couple. Mm -hmm. So she wound up getting like six of them. And then finally, they found her. She used to drive this old uh, Dodge Intrepid. (laughs) My mom had one of those. Looked like a freaking like... Looked like a, a boat out there. It was oh, a yeah. fucking long car. It's a big ass car. Uh, and she came out of Lloyd Hall after she like literally went there for a final exam. She was in there. She was a fast test taker too. So she was done in like 20 minutes and she came out and like she parked in a faculty lot like, <laughs> like a dumbass. Like you're not supposed to do. I never got parking tickets when I was in college. I got one one time and it's because they were doing construction outside. Uh, it was, I parked in a fire lane. Um, that the fire truck literally wouldn't have had access to um, yeah. because there was construction. Mm-hmm. Like I was next to a regular parking spot that I would have usually parked in, and they blocked off the rest of the parking lot because they were doing construction on some new dorms. Yeah, always. So there was this tiny space about the size of a parking spot that was technically a fire lane, but the fire lane was now blocked off by the rest of the fence that oh, they yeah. put up. So I'm like, well, I should be able to park here. <laughs> yeah. They gave me a $45 ticket for parking in a fire. Like, they like up to the charge because oh, it was sucks. An- how'd they find your, how did they find her? The, well, no. So walking out of the which, test. What she, her reasoning was I don't have a parking pass. So like, they don't know who student account to attribute this to. Yeah. I, I lived that way for a while. Okay. True. Okay. Here's the deal. You can search her license plate. They they keep tacking it onto your license plate. Well, they ran her license plate and said, well, she has like five unpaid parking tickets. They booted her. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> they found her ass. And she wound up having to pay like $300 at that point. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's, let's finish on a good one here. Um, I found one that says the food is always the same and gross. That's pretty much true unless you eat at the athletic dining hall. Um, the athletic dining hall was great. Let's see. Uh, yeah, why don't we bring this in? Have you ever heard of the machine in Alabama? No. It is an underground, underground organization that everyone knows about. 
and it's run by Greek Life, and they control the SGA, the Student Government Association. Okay. So basically, no one. It doesn't matter who you vote for. So whoever the 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 Greek representative is, they get elected. They call it the machine. Yes, it's been it's around. For, it's lame. been around for over fifty years. It's lame as shit. I mean, like, there's there are people who have wind up being like state and U.S. congressmen who have started who were elected by the machine who started out in government as the in the SGA at Alabama. Yeah. So it it's a deep bloodline. Yeah. Um, our school has a poor representation of those who are below the socioeconomic status and those who are not Caucasians. Um, I would generally probably agree with that. Yeah, I um, doubt it. If you are not in the white Greek system, uh, life will be more difficult on campus, which I, I'm white, but I wasn't in the Greek system, so I still kind of experience... I get what they're saying just about the, the Greek system. If in you general. weren't in the white Greek system, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, that, that's the Greek system that we're all talking about. There was tons yeah, yeah, of yeah. black sororities and fraternities, too, Yeah, um, whose all their houses got put like on the fucking backside of campus where you can't even see them. Yeah. Um, if you want to run for, uh, it's especially difficult if you want to run for an SGA position, which is ran by the machine. Even though half of the population is not from Alabama, the school overall um, has a poor representation of the student body and the faculty and staff. So, um, the year, uh, my senior year there, we actually uh, overturned and o- overvoted the machine for the first time. We like, oh really? So everyone basically you voted in student elections? Yeah, just to piss off the machine. Oh okay, all right. That's that's why we did it. All right. Okay. Um, basically, we like, we were the first. Um, my last year there, we were the first group that ever voted. Uh, uh, the first group to vote someone in to mm-hmm. be SGA president that wasn't the machine candidate in like fifty years. You just voted in one of the fucking janitors, some retarded <laughs> and, guy with a mop, <laughs> and it was a black kid. Oh, nice. So, um, yeah, we the whole student body came together and was like, okay, well, they're only like a third of us. So if two thirds of us vote in this. We should be able to beat them. That's not a bad deal. Yeah. So. That's pretty funny. But there you go. There's some college reviews there. Um, God, my college was full of dorks. Yours were actually funnier than mine. Yeah, they my, were. Most of the ones for Alabama's were the same. It's like, uh, if you don't like football, you shouldn't go here. Yeah, they, no care, they care too much about Greek life and football. That's, yeah, it's a state college, man. I don't know what to fucking tell you. Just I keep really, your head I down was and shut the hell up. I was actually more excited to read yours when I looked them up because I was, I was waiting for the hipster. Such a weird college, man. I was waiting for the hipster thing. I was waiting for the private school. Like, It's so fucking weird. <laughs> it's a beautiful campus, but man, it fucking runs like a church camp. It stinks. <laughs> Yeah, there's. I mean, there's a couple of schools like that in Nashville. I'd like to have a degree from there, but whatever, shit happens. There you go. Shit happens, bro. I can't fucking do everything. I mean, who who wouldn't rather have a degree from DeVry University? That's very true. Yeah, let's go get it from fucking ITT Tech. Woohoo! What's the? God damn it! What's the uh, the one that's uh it's. Like for like opera, like working on like small like small en- uh, small engine engineers and stuff like that. Have you ever seen their commercial? It's like it's um, like technical colleges. And I stuff. know, but one of there's one called UTI, <laughs> and that's literally what they call themselves. It's fucking great. And I'm like, do you not? You just doing this on purpose, or like, do you want to? Do you want to get made fun what of? Is it like University of Technology and Information or some shit? Universal or something like that. Yeah, like I've seen their commercials for years, and I was UTI. always like, UTI, really. Couldn't have come up with anything better. You want to be, you want to be the thing that the urinary tract infection. You want to be the thing that old ladies get or that young girls get when they don't know they're supposed to piss after or clean themselves up after sex. Wash your pussies, ladies. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Let's just finish on that soundbite. Woo! 
Fucking clip it. All right. That's it for uh, this week's show. That was the foul story. So that was. I enjoyed a, that. I was a little different. And I thought that'd be kind of fun. That so, was fun. I liked that. Uh, just some fun. As Justin said, he was having Vietnam flashbacks over here. Just fucking. Repressed memories. Fucking. God damn it, man. That college was weird. The one that really got was you so was, the, was the Circle K guy buying alcohol. Yes. <laughs> That Circle K rocked, man. Cigarettes were cheap. You, you know exactly what gas station it was. The- it was the only one near, nearby campus. Oh, okay. It was right across from like our little cafe thing where there was like a Chick-fil-A and a McAllister's and other little shit. There was a Circle K. There was a coffee shop. And then there was a Mexican restaurant. I think I remember some other- seeing all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, was- I remember the coffee shop. Yeah, the Circle K was always popping. Yeah, just fucking crusty punks sitting outside smoking. Crusty punks. Just fucking crusty assholes sitting outside smoking cigarettes. That sounds like the frat bros. Uh, or not it was the, the exact uh, opposite. Sorry, not the frat bros. The Patey bros. I lived in Patey Hall my freshman year, which is an all-boys dorm, all-men's yeah. dorm. And yeah. there was like just these fucking like total stoner, uh, just, I don't even know how they got into college. They looked like... And they would just sit out by the. There was like these two smoke benches right outside our mm-hmm. our dorm, and they would go down the fucking emergency exit and yeah. go out and just that it would be like six or eight of them, and they would talk about. Uh, they all played like video games together, and they mm-hmm. all. Like, there were the type that would that wear jeans with uh, the, uh, with the. Um, what, what's the belt? Uh, not not the leather belts, A but rope belt. Not the like yeah the ones that uh, have uh, like. Like the metal, the two metal clamps like yes. this, and you fold at the rope belt. Okay, yeah. They, they're the type that would wear... You got to stop wearing rope belts, man. You're an adult. You can't fucking They're, the, they're the types that would wear like plaid shirts with rope belts and jeans in July. Yeah. Yeah, they, my college was full of those assholes. <laughs> so they're all wearing khakis for some reason. It's like khakis in like weird or, shoes. And if they did wear shorts, they were always cargo shorts. 100%. I stand by cargo shorts. I don't own any pairs anymore, but I stand by them. They're good to work in the yard in. That's they're the perfect. Only, actually, the, that's yeah. the. I have two pairs left, and they're for when I'm like doing that kind of stuff. I split the ass with my last pair of cargo shorts a couple weeks ago. You have done that so many times with pants, and I don't understand how. Fucking thick thighs, bro. God, thick as fuck. Last week we talked about a pair of underwear that you had that split and had your ball sack hanging out the back. So. Yeah, I threw them in the garbage. That's good. All right, Justin, uh, set us up with this week's getaway song. This week's getaway song is a song called Cross Off by artist called Mark Morton. It's actually featuring Chester Bennington, the late, great Chester Bennington. It's the last uh, piece of music he recorded, I believe. Wow, Before really? he passed away, I think. It, I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, this is Mark Morton. He's a guitar player of a band called Lamb of God. This was his solo record, Anesthetic, from a couple of years ago. First song on the record featuring Chester Bennington. It's pretty heavy shit. Chester Bennington him. is the most British sounding name I've ever heard. It is. Yeah. Very odd. But yeah. Fucking rest in peace, dude. This sounds like he would be from like Nottingham. Nottingham. Chester Bennington. <laughs> it's the Chester Bennington. It's the Chester Bennington of the Lincoln Park. So, uh, as always, you can listen along um, anywhere you listen to podcasts Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Breaker, Overcast, all that stuff. You can uh, rate, review, and subscribe anywhere on those websites that they have it. Obviously, uh, iTunes is uh, a, a big one that you can rate and review on uh, and subscribe to get notified when new episodes come out. Uh, you can find us on social media. I'm at Brooks A. Carter on Twitter and Instagram. I'm on Instagram at JNS Music. And email the show at personallyfoul at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll be back next week.